0: Hey, 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 everybody. Episode number 79, NASCAR Radio. We're trading cards and racing meat. I'm your pal Val, and with me is the amazing Jason. Jason, how are you?
1: Hey, Val. I'm doing great. How are you?
0: Doing super duper. And the man, the myth, the legend, the Hall of Famer, the PSA Magazine article, Grand Poobah, (laughs) King NASCAR. Logan, how are you?
2: Uh, I'm positive that I'm negative. Awesome. (laughs)
0: So we got a great show for everybody today. We got, we got the Wooly Wonka, golden ticket has been found. The Lewis Hamilton 101. We'll talk about it. We got some eBay auctions and NASCAR news. We have saw a complete Sapphire set for sale on one of the Facebook groups. We have the NASCAR Hall of Fame induction ceremony coming up at the end of this month. And then also, NT Racing is getting ready to release. So we'll give you our views on that. Did I miss anything?
2: Mm, I don't uh, I don't think so. We've, we'll have NASCAR news. We'll talk about some other things in NASCAR news.
0: We got a lot to talk about today. But where do you want to go to first? Should well, we talk we, about
2: We can talk about the news real quick. Just get that out of the way.
0: All right, let's do it. All
2: right. Uh, I guess I'll start out. Um, for those of you who do not know, the Daytona 500 is officially sold out. So that's good news. I don't know that it's been sold out in the prior years. I mean, I remember it used to be sold out every year, and they had a lottery system going, like, for years and years and years. And I remember trying to get tickets, and it was, like, nearly
0: impossible. So, you know, at least now it's sold out. So they used to have the grandstands on the back stretch. I think they might have removed those when we had our um... – I don't know, a contraction years ago. I saw that at the, at Charlotte Track, too, where they had seats out there, and then they pulled him out. But to your point, they redid Daytona. I think some of the the concessions and seating and everything else, and uh, it's awesome to hear and see that I think going to be sold out again. So have yeah. either of you been? Not to the 500. I've been to the July race, and it is hot. But well, I can imagine. <laughs>
2: I've been to several Daytona 500s. I've been to some of the best ones, and I've been to the absolute worst one. Um, I was at I was at Dale Earnhardt's um, Daytona 500 win in 1998 uh, when he when he won and he did donuts in the grass. And I saw all these people out there picking up the grass from where he did the burnouts in the grass. <laughs> and now, in hindsight, I wish I had done that myself. And then I was also there. I've been to several, but these are the two that, that stand out. I was there in 2001, uh, the day he was, he passed away in the wreck. I remember the guy that I was with, I told him, I said, uh, this is, this is serious, especially when they came out and put the blue tarp on the car. Uh, usually that's a, that's a very bad sign in the NASCAR world. When you see the blue tarp go over the car, that means they're trying to preserve it and that something really, really bad has happened. And, uh, that was a, a really dark day. So I've been I've been to several Daytona 500s.
1: It's interesting, and my story is nowhere near what you what yours was now. But because I've not been to a race yet, and you know, I'm definitely the uh, the virgin here in this situation. But my wife and I went to Flagler Beach, which is like 20 miles up the road, a few years ago, and we traveled to Daytona. And not ever being to a race, and that was 2014. So where I really wasn't even paying attention to NASCAR at all, not realizing the the size, the magnitude of I don't even what you would call it, like the not the stadium, but like the track, like in the stands. I had never realized how just ginormous those places are until we just. There's, I don't know if you remember, there's like a mall directly across the street, mm-hmm. which is super weird that it's just like right across the street. Cause you know how stadiums are usually away from things, especially with the parking, but we just happened to go to that mall and we pulled up and I, th- you know, what's this huge anomaly over here? Not realizing where we were, but yeah, uh, if anybody that listens has never been, it's a, it's a sight to be seen for sure. And I was just on the outside.
0: Yeah, wait till you get inside and those cars are running. It's something to, to be seen. So hopefully this year we'll get you to somewhere.
2: Yeah, we got to get you to a race, Jason. But yeah, um, in other news, Eric Almirola is announcing his retirement after the 2022 season. He's won three cup races in his career, and he's won in the number 10 car. And at least he did something that Danica couldn't do. <laughs> he won in the 10 car. So that proves that the 10 car could, could win. And uh, he also, his first win, I think it was in the 2014 Daytona summer race. So congratulations to him in retirement. He's 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 a pretty good driver. I like him. He seems to be the driver I get the most whenever I buy National Treasures cards, though. <laughs> Box of National Treasures, I get him a lot.
1: How do you guys feel about the farewell, like the farewell tours that be, that's kind of become a thing lately in um, other sports as well? How do you guys feel about that? I like it.
2: Yeah, I think it's okay. I, I think Richard Petty actually was probably the first one to really start that in 1992 when he, uh, when he was retiring. And I think a lot of people have just kind of followed suit with that. And I think it's pretty cool. I mean, it really depends, I think, a lot on the stature of the driver.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Uh, how big For the sure. driver
2: is. Yeah, because well,
1: think, thinking of who it is, that that can increase ticket sales all season and merchandise and you know people trying to get the last thing. And then if they don't announce it, all those people that are like, oh, I'll go next year or whatever, they miss out. So I'm a fan of it. Um, I don't like when it gets drug out sometimes, but uh, I'm a fan of it overall too.
2: Yeah, it was fun, uh, the Richard Petty Fan Appreciation Tour in 1992. I was fortunate enough to go to four different races that year and see him in different places. I I went to the Daytona summer race, which was actually my son's very first race. He was only two years old. And uh, we went to a couple Talladega races and also went to the final race, his last race uh, in Atlanta, which, in my opinion, is the greatest uh, modern era race, if not the greatest NASCAR race of all time and i guess you guys probably want to know why well it was richard petty's last race it was jeff gordon's first race the points battle going in and of course back in those days the points battles you it seemed like somebody you know was clinching two or three races before the end of the season so somebody had already won the championship but going into the championship mathematically there were six people that could have won the championship and that day it all came down to who led the most laps. And it ended up that Alan Kowicki led one more lap than Bill Elliott and got the bonus points for that and ended up winning the championship, I think by five points. Otherwise, if Bill Elliott had won, had led one more lap, he would have won the championship. So it was a great, great race. Greatest race I've ever seen in my life.
1: So we're getting sidetracked already, but yep. (laughs) So you said the 92 was the farewell tour for petty. Okay. And we've talked about those food line cards. Were those ninety two? So, yep. So now everything makes sense to me. Bingo! Okay. All right.
2: Good job, Jason. That's that's exactly right. That, that's why they had those uh, at the food lines because of that. They they marketed the heck out of that. They really really did. They had diecast cars, pins, buttons, pennants. I mean, they they had all kinds of stuff that you could buy.
0: Now, one thing I did was I didn't get th- I didn't do it with a ticket, but I did it with the program. I got Richard to sign that Atlanta program and Jeff Gordon to sign that program. That was one of those, like I said, it was one of those races where that was Jeff Gordon's first race and Richard Petty's last race. So
1: that's pretty crazy because the odds of that happening with somebody so greats last and somebody that ended up being so greats first. That's, that's a rare thing.
0: Yeah.
2: So there's Logan my, had. there's my ticket.
0: Yeah. Was that at the Hall of Fame?
2: No, this is my real ticket. I gave them another ticket.
0: Okay. This
2: is Logan, where I sat.
0: Logan had one of his tickets uh, displayed at the Hall of Fame, but yeah, you can go on eBay, and I don't know what if how much they are now, but I think I picked maybe the program and tickets up for like twenty or thirty bucks at the time, and huh. I got uh, Jeff to sign that program at one of those. Um, uh, what was that thing called, Logan, back in the day when we got autographs? But NASCAR had had autograph sessions, whatever. And then I had Richard sign I think, at the Hall of Fame as well. But anyway, um, it, it was pretty cool to have that kind of connection between the two at that race, and then you know, like said, so get getting autographs. So,
2: yeah. Uh, and one more thing, uh, real quick, they are they did some Daytona testing. They had two days of testing with the uh, the new car, the next gen car. And just looking at some of the speeds on day one, the seems like the fours are really doing well because Harrison Burton of the Wood Brothers team, he's a rookie this year. Yep. He, uh, his, he had a speed on day one of, he had the top speed of 184.264 miles per hour. And that's, to me, that's very slow at Daytona. So then they had a second practice that same day. And Austin Sendrick of Team Penske, uh, bumped it up to 190.621 miles per hour, and Joey Logano was, you know, right, literally right behind him. He was like one one-thousandth of a second right behind him. So, so Logano, was, okay, yeah, Joey Logano. So Team Penske's doing well. Then on the second day, Harrison Burton again was fastest in the Wood Brothers car, the 21 car, and he had a speed. Now check this out. This is apparently they found a lot of different things from the first day to the second day. Because like I said on day one, he had, he was 184.264 miles per hour. On day two, he was 195.304 miles per hour. Wow. So they found 10 miles an hour in
0: one day. So both of them are going for rookie of the year.
2: Mm-hmm. And Cedric was second on dry, on day two. So <laughs> this may be a heck of a year. We'll see. Maybe you know, I, I wasn't giving those guys a whole lot of credit, but I mean, looking at this, who knows? So just, just a little bit of Daytona testing news.
0: Well, speaking of some of that, we haven't talked about it in a few weeks, but, you know, we usually talk about our next race, the next truck race, Daytona International Speedway, the Nextra Energy 250, that's race number one. That's going to be Friday, February 18th. The And I love this one, Xfinity, the race number one in Daytona International Speedway, the beef It's what's for dinner 300. Love that name. Saturday, February 19th at 5 p.m. The cup race, we're going to have the Bushlight Light Clash at the Coliseum. That's the Los Angeles Coliseum. We talked about that a little bit last week. They're bringing the dirt in for a quarter mile. That's 8 p.m. Saturday, February 6th. Less than a month to go, gentlemen.
2: Yeah. Can I expand on that just a little bit? Sure. Uh, today, I think they announced the format for the race. They're going to have four 25 lap heats. This will be on Sunday. Uh, with Saturday, they'll, they'll be doing qualifying on Saturday with all 36 charter teams. But on Sunday, they'll have four 25 lap heats. Four drivers from each heat will advance to the final race. They're going to have two last chance races of 50 laps each, and three drivers from each one of those will advance. And I totaled that up, and that's 22. But on the video that they did, they say there's going to be 23 drivers. So I don't know if there's going to be something special about a, a, a 23rd driver or what, but it's going to be cool no matter what, because they've already got the the pavement down and they've already got the track built from what I saw uh, on some videos. So it's going to be really neat.
0: I think I saw something where there are still some tickets available. I can't really remember where so I saw that. They, they were showing, um, but it wasn't a lot that, you know, for it, but Also continuing on the NTT IndyCar series, just in case Ken wants to know, that it's going to be the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg at the streets of St. Petersburg Sunday, February 27th at noon. And Formula One, the new 2022 season, is going to be a record 23 race Formula One calendar, including the inaugural Miami Grand Prix. First race will be at the Brahan International Circuit, Sakar Brahan, March 20th. That's the Brahan Grand Prix. So, those are the races we're looking forward to to start the season off for the, our different leagues.
2: Yep, it'll be here before we know it.
0: I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching, I know it was, uh, I know it was some video or whatever of the cars running around, you know, and that, that's sound. So just, you know, get your get blood pump, pumping for it. Uh, speaking of F1, I think I had seen on f uh, F1 on a Facebook group, F1 Formula One trading card collectors chat, buy, sell, and swap. There is a gentleman who has a Sapphire set for sale. Uh, looks like he's in the UK. So I, um, Thought it would be honorable mention or whatever that he looks like maybe he put it out to eBay, but he's looking for about two thousand nine hundred ninety nine pounds. When I did the conversion, that basically for today that's like four thousand one hundred and eleven dollars. But what's interesting is that it looks like he has it in binder pages, but they're not on the normal nine card binder pages I'm used to. They're I don't know if they're five by three or four by three. So. I don't know if they're play. Uh, what's that? The game I'm talking about here. Pokemon. Pokemon, maybe or something like that. Yeah. So, but it was interesting to see a complete Sapphire set for sale. So, and to bring that kind of money, it's impressive.
2: Yeah. Um, the thing I don't, I'm not a big fan of, is putting those cards like that, especially cards of that caliber, in pages. What do you think about that, Jason?
1: Honestly, my first thought was. Hope hopefully he doesn't ship them in the binder if somebody's paying three or four thousand you know whatever the exchange rate is he better be shipping every card in at least a top loader like he that's the least that he could do you know to make sure they got their safe for you know that amount of money i don't know what the set is or how many but
0: 200 pro- cards
1: yeah, so you're talking 25, 30 bucks probably for top loaders or something, 50 at the most. But if you're getting 3,000 back, you know, make sure you get it there safely. Don't take any chances because you don't want to be out the money and the set. So,
0: I mean, you two, the two big money cards, right, are going to be Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen. And I don't know what you're, you know, what the going rate is, but it's probably a thousand two to two thousand three thousand so i I wouldn't want those in in pages but i think to your point though when you're shipping i don't like to ship loose cards like in a if it was a 200 card set and it was a 200 card box i wouldn't i'd be if it was well much lower price maybe ship it that way i'd bought a 2004 press pass set and they put in a you know a little 200 count box and shipped it that way and it was, you know, the total was $11 that included shipping. So it wasn't like, you know, $4,000. So I guess when you get to that thing, you know, top loaders, or I was thinking penny sleeves and card saver ones, right?
1: Absolutely. Yep. At least something.
0: Yeah. So I'm not too familiar with those, um, like Pokemon or whatever. They're the, whatever you call those games, those sleeves. The one time I did buy those, they were too tight for regular cards. So I don't know how they do with the chrome or whatever but like i said it was impressive to see the uh, complete sapphire set
2: yeah it's it's a it's a beautiful set you just like like what jason said you don't need to lose twice I, i'd take them out and definitely put them in top loaders
0: definitely and speaking of sapphire the lewis hamilton one of one has been found the last golden ticket, or I should say the only golden ticket, I guess. I don't know if the Max 101 has been found yet, but it was on blowout TV, and it was a box breaks, and it was about three hours and...
1: I didn't realize it was blowout that, that pulled it. That makes me feel a little, little bit better about getting the card to the person, uh, you know, safely and securely.
0: It was three hours and 47 minutes and 20 seconds into the video. Basically, I was watching the video, and I'll play it here. They were doing a bunch of group breaks, and then I think a lot of people jumped off because it was kind of the end of the of the stream, and he asked if anybody wanted to do any individual box breaks. One person jumped in. David Zbath is the lucky winner, I guess. Uh, I don't remember the guy's name who's doing the box break for Blowout, but he talks about flying to California. So. Let me see if I can share that and play it.
2: I got a lot of tops Chrome F1 there. There
3: you go, Dave. Good luck, buddy. Personal on the F1.
0: So he's opening a box, pulling out the packs. Pack one.
3: All right, start off with Vettel. McLaren, Daniel Kavatz, and Robert Schwartzman. Future stars. Pack two. All right, Dom's Racine. Roy Nisney. Lewis Hamilton. And huh, you called you called Norris. There's the variation. Solid piece right there. Pack three. It's not the out of five, but still pretty solid piece. All right, next up, Max. Christian Lingard. Hamilton Bottas, And then we have a Williams Racing Gold. That one is 24.50. Next four. Next up, Leclerc. Lando Norse. Campos Racing and High Tech Grand Prix. Pack five. Carlin Racing. Zoo. Williams Racing. And then a Perma Racing Aqua. Number fifty of
0: ninety-nine.
3: Pack six. Next up, Max, BWT, Hamilton, and Haas logo. Getting a lot of logos. That is sixty of seventy.
0: Here we go. Pack seven.
3: We got a purple coming up here. I think it might be a portrait too. Alisi. Magnuson. Come on, baby. Mall show. No. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? Well, Dave, looks like I'm flying to uh, California. Holy. Oh my God.
0: So he's pulled the Lewis Hamilton 101. I'm
3: flying to California.
0: He's letting it all sink, and he's still got another pack to open.
3: You've got to be kidding me. Go You have got to be kidding me. Let's Gastly. MP Motorsports and Bottas. Well, ladies and gentlemen.
0: So He's gotten up and stood it up. <laughs> Can't believe it.
3: That's a six-figure card. My God! You guys just saw the best card from this product pulled live on Blowout TV.
0: So everybody's congratulating
3: oh him in, my the, God.
0: in the chat, and they're showing it again. Incredible!
2: Golly, that is absolutely amazing. That's that's winning the lottery in F one.
0: So, you know, that's, uh, I don't know what that called, I think we were saying it was what, about 1,500 on the PSA 10, that was just for the, was that the base, or that was just the base Chrome, and that wasn't even Sapphire. So there's no telling.
1: So the part Are I thought was interesting me? was, he's opening these <laughs> from home, he's not opening them you know from the blowout <laughs> warehouse or the store or whatever oh i wouldn't want that in my house <laughs>
3: any longer I'm than an it absolute disbelief i've an absolute disbelief this is literally the best card in the entire product right here wow i mean as much as as much as this as we've opened i would hope that we would have fit this card. Wow. That's well.
2: That's this tweet
0: should go uh, should go viral. Yeah, Jason, your part. So he's doing this at his house. I was thinking the same thing. It's like, uh, what is this? A hundred, two hundred thousand dollar card? I mean, more. But to have have that at the house. He put in a, a sleeve and put in a top loader, and he's got it against the uh, other unopened sapphire box. That, that if you look at blowouts feed or whatever, you'll see that picture. But the
1: reaction we need to see is the guy at home that uh, just bought that box. That's the one we need to see.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I went out to YouTube to look to see on his channel whatever. He doesn't really have any He's I think he's got his kid that has two videos out there. But I was going to try to contact him and have him on the show. Yeah, it's going to be impressive. I'm sure it's going to go out to PSA, you know, get graded and then we'll have to keep an eye on you know the sale. So I would imagine that thing gets sold. I don't think that gets put into his collection or whatever. I think that probably gets flipped.
1: Well, that was going yeah. to be my question to you and I hope you say what you're going what I have. You know. Oh, it's sold. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way I would keep that card. Not a chance.
0: Yeah, I mean that's a I don't know. It might be, well, I was going to say with our housing market, it's half a house right there.
2: So I wonder what it's going to get graded. I mean, it's hard to tell from the image on the screen. It's probably going to be at least a nine, probably hoping for a 10.
1: That's one of those. And I've always felt this way. Does it really matter at that point, as opposed to, you know, an autograph refractor out of 500 of somebody like, that i can see but like it's a one of one does a grade a grade could honestly hurt it more than help it i think if you send it and get a by some you know off chance you get a seven or an eight i would almost rather sell it raw at that point
0: to your point i think if i was doing it i would probably put a minimum grade of nine so it'd be a nine or ten anything less than that i put maybe authentic i do like the fact of getting it encapsulated to help protect it
3: but i don't to your
0: point i don't think the grade if it comes back a nine or a ten i don't think it matters i think a hand maybe a ten maybe helps it some but at the end of the day it's the lewis hamilton 101 sapphire edition of the rookie or inaugural year yeah it's just just mind-blowing
2: yeah. I mean, look at the PMGs. I mean, those things, they're all over the place. There are sevens, they're authentics, you know, and look what the kind of prices those, those PMG basketball cards get. So, you know, expect the same from this.
1: So question to you guys, and especially to you, Logan, because I know, I know where your heart lies in this, in this subject. I've always liked Beckett for the fact that it is airtight for their slabs for something like this and I know you're a PSA guy, but Val, you know, I want your opinion too. Would you change or would you stick with PSA? You know, who would you have grade this card?
2: I'm going to have PSA do it all the way. I trust those guys. I I know their standards. Uh, I think it's going to command the highest price in a PSA holder. So, yeah, for me, it's PSA all the way.
0: So I like – the PSA, but I would almost put them against each other. I'd actually might call and see who'd give me the best deal. I don't know why I'm thinking this, but you know, Beckett or SGC, either those two, maybe they pay me to have it graded to have that in their holder since it's going to be iconic.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's definitely, definitely a, publicity card because I remember in 2018 at the national doing stuff with Beckett and they were taking that Otani 101 everywhere. They were showing it off, letting people hold it, getting pictures with it. So it's definitely a publicity not a stunt, you know, but a publicity uh thing for any company that's involved,
0: you know, with that. I would try to swing it, you know, cuz what's that going to be, Logan, $2000 to to grade it
2: yeah something like that. It's gonna be very expensive.
0: so, but I would try to save some of that money and um, see if they pay me to have a great to have it in their holder. so but I would definitely get it encapsulated, like I said, to just kind of preserve it and make sure um to, none of the elements can kind of get to it or fingers or we' dropping it or you know bending the corner or whatever. so but I did see that pop up on the blowout feed. And thought everyone would like to hear that. It's just incredible to see that. I mean, I don't know, Logan, if we got anything in NASCAR that could touch that. Uh, but, you know, again, yeah. I want to say it's artificial scarcity, but our Larson's one ones or whatever, nothing can kind of touch that. So, of course, we only have a few products and that Sapphire was a limited product of a limited product so anyway congrats to him so that has been found so now what does that do to sapphire boxes because they were creeping up to like $2,500 a box
1: it hurts for a little bit i think but like you said before we uh watched and listened to the video uh if max hasn't been pulled it might not do anything
0: yeah i guess that if that hasn't been pulled that's that's the next big one and then downhill from there but pretty yeah, it, impressive
2: it amazes me it's taken this long i guess people have just been buying boxes and holding on to them
0: yeah they're not you know because that sapphire was limited through montgomery club and whatever other channels i think you could get it from the uk side as well but i think they had a limit of one per person and that's that 10 box case Logan that we saw at the national for seven grand. So you don't see a lot of it for sale. So, but it sounded like from what he was saying that they been busting a lot of it over at blowout. So Let's see, moving over to the next subject, the hall of fame is coming up the induction ceremony end of the month. I think it is January 21st. We'll have the induction ceremony. Dale Earnhardt Jr. I guess now's the time to maybe buy some of those before the ceremony, as rookies, as well as Red Farmer and Mike Stefanik. This is the first year that they changed. They usually do five a year, but they changed the, I guess, the process where now there's two um, newer selections as well as one legend selection. So, so they went from five to three.
2: Yeah, I think they had to do that. I mean, it, when at five a year, it, it's going to get to a point where they're you know they're not going to have a lot of people to choose from. I mean, not not to say that there's not a lot of great careers out there in NASCAR between the drivers, crew chiefs, and mechanics and all that, but uh, you know they had they had to do that. You know, and when they first started the NASCAR Hall of Fame back in 2010, you know, I'm I'm thinking, wow, they need to get this thing really rolling. They need to have at least 10 people (laughs) on this inaugural class. They only had five. And then now look, we're down, you know, we're kind of seeing the light now that, you know, they're only going to do three.
0: Well, yeah. When you sit in that room and, you know, after 10 years, you have 50 banners up there in that room. It's kind of, I think they actually had to put banners of the four or the five, I'm sorry, the five to get them all hanging in the, in that room. So yes. Yeah.
2: Uh, Of course, the big draw is going to be junior. And, uh, you know, I I was thinking about going. In fact, I called the NASCAR Hall of Fame today and was discussing it with Jessica there at the Hall of Fame. And unfortunately, they're not going to be able because of COVID. They're not going to be able to have autograph signing sessions. So for me that's a big big part of going is being able to say hi to these these drivers and these legends and shake their hand and get autographs from them. And uh since I keep, won't be able to do that, I just this is unfortunate I'm not going to be able to go this year just because of that.
0: It's funny cuz I called as well today to um talk to Jessica so shout out to Jessica Bell at the NASCAR Hall of Fame membership services. Um, but basically kind of the same reason I still want to get uh, my tickets or whatever. Cause uh, I know me and Logan both collect those tickets after all these years, but yeah, and I definitely understand why they're doing it, but I hate it. Hopefully uh, it'll get back to normal here next year. Maybe
2: gosh, I'm hoping so uh, the way COVID has been going, it seems like it's not each variant seems to be not as potent as the variant before that. So I'm hoping that, if enough people get vaccinated and things that this thing will eventually either die out or get to be where it's just like maybe having a cold or something. So uh, I know all of us out there are praying for better days. And I know, I know I am for sure.
0: So if you're interested in Darren Hurt jr's rookie cards or first cards in the 1994 wheels, high gear series two and the Optima XL. So And, again, if you're looking for the wheels, high gear, make sure it's Series 2, not Series 1. I had somebody on eBay show that it was Series 1, and they kind of advertised it was Earnhardt Jr.'s rookie card. I had to contact them, let them know, nope, it's in Series 2.
2: Yeah, and something else to note about the Optima cards, you know, those are the big tall boy cards. Kind of watch out for those when you're looking at those because – I don't know what happened, but you'll see a lot of those cards. And it's like they got fed into the cutting machine at an angle. And you'll see a lot of those cards where they're, they're kind of, you know, they're at an angle and you can tell it when you look at it, you can tell it. So just be on the lookout for that when you're buying those cards, because there's a lot of them out there that are, that are cut that way.
0: And if you're out on comm C, just looking at their pricing here, while we're doing the show. The Optima is $11. The 94 wheels, high gear base, uh, number 183, that's 1999. And then also there's a day one. So what they did was, I think it was, was 500 cases or whatever that they put up silver day one on. And so that's at $12 and 38 cents. So again, you're looking at a, nascar hall of famer and the the rookie cards are uh under 20 bucks can't beat it
2: yeah take that lewis hamilton yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah i don't know what kind of lewis hamilton you can get for 12 dollars, $12, 20 bucks
1: get a wrapper, maybe <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah but anyway uh yeah so uh the induction ceremony is coming up here in a few weeks so NT Racing. So that is releasing in a few days here. I believe the checklist has been released from Panini. And again, they did not choose my idea of using the checkerboard pattern for the box. I don't know why, but it's like blue and yellow.
2: I think it was the blue and yellow ink lobbyists that that opted for that. They <laughs> they lobbied hard for that.
0: They sure did.
2: So, yeah, I was looking at the checklist. Um there's going to be in the base cards. You're looking at 120 cards. Now, the rookies in this set start at card number 107. So card card 107 through 120 are the rookies. You've got Natalie Decker, Ryan Repco, Drew Dollar, Raphael Assard, Taylor. Te- uh, Excuse me, Taylor Gray, Jesse Love, Josh Berry, Josh Williams, Cody Vanderwall, Mason Massey, Chandler Smith, Anthony Alfredo, Austin Syndrick, Sheldon Creed. Who's not in there, Jason?
1: It's got to be your boy Ty freaking Gibbs.
2: Ding ding right? ding! No Ty freaking Gibbs. I I was really hoping he would be in this, but he's not in it at all. I don't they know.
1: have. To. Uh, we talked about, and luckily last week's episode is fresh because I listened today, but. They have to be saving that for uh, 2022, right? I mean, we talked about that all throughout the episode for Dawn Russ last week. I would imagine they're not going to spoil one to get the other when The other one's going to come back
0: around. Yeah, so is, this, <laughs> so is this this 21 NT?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Does he have anything in there? No. Like an autograph or nothing at all, huh?
2: No, I did a a search i'm on um, cardboard connection and i did a, a search on the page for gibbs nothing no tie gibbs on anything so i guess you're right they're probably going to save it for for a rainy day
0: so you get one base card a box
2: yeah there's one base card per box so gosh try imagine trying to complete this set and if they do like they've done in the past the rookies will be a shorter print probably so they'll be they'll be even tougher than the other regular base cards, but they're going to have um, the base cards themselves are numbered to 25. Then they're going to have some hollow silvers to 15, hollow golds to 10, then a hollow platinum blue, which those cards look really cool. Uh, that are the one of ones. So you can almost figure out the print run on this if you did all the math. I'm putting you on that, Val. <laughs>
0: All right, I'll have to talk about next show.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) So you said you're a set collector primarily. I know definitely for you, Val, but for Logan, you said the same last week. Does National Treasures base set get put into that same sentence? Maybe. Typically. So let's go past years. Do you typically go for the base set on those? Because a 25 base set is a a pretty, pretty difficult task there.
0: I can answer the question for him. Yes. does if he finds a whole bunch of inserts, I mean, a whole bunch of cars, was it from Eric? Eric had a, uh, at one of the nationals. And I know you, you, you were at his, had his booth there at the national and almost have a complete set of that year.
2: Yeah. I bought, oh gosh, I bought a ton of them from him. Yeah, if I can get a good start, if I could get, if I if I was able to pick up a fifty or sixty card lot of 60, 50 or sixty different cards to begin with, right? Uh, yeah, I'd probably be all over it. I think that would be a great, great start. So yeah, yeah you, if I can if I can get get a handle on it real quick, then yeah, for sure. Because that was back in 2016, Val. Believe it or not, and Was still it really like, that long ago. Yeah, it's been that long ago. Oh my um, goodness. I'm still, I still have like, I think maybe one or two cards left and I haven't really tried to pursue it. I, I guess I should be, but I, I just about got the whole base set from that year.
0: I mean, you have to be incredible at, to endure and, and to, you know, see that to the end. Cause you're talking 120 cards, one, a box boxes are $400. <laughs> we don't want to even do the math. If you're going to.
2: No kidding. 120
0: boxes. Let's see what that is here. Because I got my scientific calculator.
2: <laughs> oh wow, you're you're spiffy.
0: Forty eight thousand dollars.
2: Oh man, hold on. That's chump change. I got that. I'm gonna dole that out now.
0: Oh yeah, I guess you know if you had that Lewis Hamilton 101, you get change back.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are they are going to have some black and white variations in in these base cards as well but they i think the these variations are just they're they are going to be they say variations but i think like card number 76 of kurt bush that's just going to be a black and white card i don't think you're going to see a color version and a black and white version i think that's just black and white but one of the things that caught my eye and of course you know i'm old school anyway is their cut signatures checklist for this year Last year, they had five different cards in that in that checklist, and I literally just like a couple weeks ago, it took me a, a, about a year to complete that five card set. And each one of those cards is limited to five, and it's pretty much the same thing again this year with the limits. They've got car, some cards limited to four and others limited to five, but this year they've got thirteen. Cut signature cards, so that is going to be a daunting task if I decide to take this one on, and it could probably get expensive. Um, the one that stands out the most here is they've got Richard Petty, and there's only four of those, so I, I expect that card to go for a good, good bit of cash. The rest of them, you know, not so much. Maybe Bill Elliott might, and maybe Rusty Wallace and Darrell Waltrip, but the rest of them. You've got Buddy Baker, Cotton Owens, Glenn Wood, Marvin Panch, Tim Flock, Dale Jarrett, Ernie Irvin, Mark Martin, and Harry Gant to round out the amount, the 13 cards. So uh, I'm thinking about it. It just depends on how many pop up and how much they are.
0: So are you looking at on Cardboard Connection? Or are you looking at the check? Yeah, I'm on Cardboard Connection. So in the Excel spreadsheet, it's cards two to 15. Cards one's missing and card five is missing.
2: Yeah. I wonder what happened there.
0: So there are two folks in the checklist that got removed.
2: Yeah. I wonder who they were. Junior Johnson, maybe.
0: Uh, I don't know uh, because they're cut signatures. So I don't know what that takes. I guess there's no way they can have an Earnhardt. heart, but anyway, so that, that's where I was going with it's um it's showing two to 15 with also card number five missing. So,
1: That's it's very strange that that would happen because, you know, going into that it's limited and you would think that those are secured before you would put them on the checklist or at least plan for them. And obviously with them being numbered in the set, not like serial numbered, but set numbered. So there are numbers on the back and you took out two cards and now you have this wonky checklist. You would think that's, you know, secured and good to go.
0: So, I wonder if you're onto something, Logan, because I'm looking at the cut signature material nicknames. Gordon's in the list, and Junior Johnson's in the list. And so, those two are missing.
2: One of them is number one, and the other one's number five. Look at it.
0: Boom. Yep. Okay. So, mystery solved. So, it was Mm -hmm. Gordon and Junior Johnson. So, either they had that whole list, and then they, for whatever reason, didn't do it with the cut signatures. So... Oh, probably because both of those folks were, um, well, I was just thinking if they, if it's from the 50th anniversary print of that uh, 98, I'm sorry. Yeah. That yeah. 1998.
2: Because, yeah. Because the cards that from last year were all cut off at Litho.
0: Right. I'm assuming they would do the same again. I don't, I think, yeah, I think Harry Gantt, every one of these drivers, I think is one of the 50 greatest.
2: Yes, I think they are.
0: So anyway, sorry to derail the conversation here. Yeah,
2: so that's that's the one that's that's most interesting to me. I mean, they've got there are so many subsets here, way too many to try to even go through right now. Uh, as I scroll through these things, it's unreal. They're going to have all kinds of different memorabilia. It looks like they're going to have gloves, tires, sheet metal, um, you know, premium patches gonna. There's. There's gonna be a lot of different things in this this year. Uh, the thing I that I'm probably not the, the most thrilled about is it looks like there's gonna be a lot of. A lot of I don't even call it rookies. I mean a lot of drivers in the um, other series like you know Xfinity, ARCA truck maybe. Uh, there's a lot of drivers from them so. I mean, I I get it that you got to fill the boxes, but man, some of these people, in my opinion, just don't need to be in a premium product like this.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. Looking through the list here, because you think National Treasure would be the best of the best.
2: Yeah, I mean, if it was me, you know, if I were if I were Panini, this would be mostly a cup slash legends set product you know sprinkled in with maybe a few of the better known Xfinity drivers and things like that but there's a lot of people in here that like I said I just don't nothing against these people at all but they there's some of these people that just don't need to be in this set
0: and and maybe that's why uh, it keeps it priced down to $400 as opposed to that's true. maybe $1,500 for like some of the other boxes go for.
2: True. That's a good point. I didn't think about that. Um, but I mean, I think it's going to be fun. I mean, I think, you know, I told you guys I was going to buy a box. I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence on buying a box, uh, especially now since I saw the the cut signature checklist. I may just concentrate my efforts on that instead. We'll see. But, it, I mean, it looks pretty cool. I mean, they have a lot of premium patches. Every, from what I understand, every box is going to have a booklet. So, that in itself is nice. So, I mean, there's a lot of positives. It's just, you know, there's just, to me, there's just, a, some of these drivers just don't need to be in this product. I mean, like, I'm looking at Kaz Grawlin. Nothing against you, Kaz. I like you a lot. But, I mean, I just don't think Kaz Grala and, you know, even, you know, I know Justin Haley's won a cup race and he's going cup racing this year, but, hmm, you know, I'm not sure about that. So, you know, I'm not trying to beat anybody up. It's just, I I would just like to see some, you know, a little bit more uh, on the higher end, you know, scale drivers and, and legends in here.
0: And just looking at some of the other pricing here for some of the different series or different uh sports you know looking trying to find some it's like first off the line and they're older i'm trying to find some newer 2020 stuff
2: have you had a chance to look at the checklist jason
1: yeah i was browsing it as we talked about it and then uh a little while ago and i guess i just don't have the same feeling that you do i have the same Second feeling that you do when you were like, well, I didn't think about, you know, the lower tier people being in there to keep the price down, because that was my first thought. I just didn't say anything because, it, you know, same for every sport. It happens. Um, I guess for me, it's more about what each box would deliver as far as, you know, you said a booklet in each box, you know, if it wasn't that way. Uh, you know what I even consider it, which it's not really in my wheelhouse. But you know, when it's a three or four hundred dollar price tag, I'm kind of looking at my odds of the type of card more than the driver on this one, because I think the type of card and the numbering helps just as much in that situation. Because like you were talking, the base sets out of twenty five. I mean, that's you know probably an easy five or ten bucks, which is nothing but a typical base card is or
2: 10 cents right yeah i mean they're going to have some fire suit cards in here which is going to be nice i mean i and i'm not trying to to knock the product at all because I, I love national treasures it's one of my favorite i guess after chronicles is probably my next favorite set but it just seems like to me that you know we could we could have a few more Premium drivers in here. I, I don't know, I, I, but I mean, I think it's going to be good. I I think it's going to be fine. Um, like I said, I think I may focus my efforts on the cut signatures.
0: So, what do you think it does for the product being releasing so late? You know, in this window where you know, you know, we're looking at next month for the first race going on, and then donors will be out, or do you think that you have those NT collectors and it doesn't matter when it comes out there, they're looking to buy their box slash case.
2: I think that for this product, it probably really doesn't matter a whole lot because it's such a a cool product. It's it's a high end product that, I mean, it's like, like you said, there's going to be, there's going to be NT collectors that, you know, are going to bust a lot of this stuff. So I don't, I don't know that it necessarily hurts it. What this what this may do? I don't know if it's going to hurt Donruss or not because I mean you got Donruss literally on the heels of this. So, See, I
1: think, I think it worked out in their favor. I I hate and we've talked about it multiple times when a twenty one product comes out in twenty two. That's like the most evil thing to me in trading cards. I, like I I hate this, I hate it with a passion. But I think it works out. Because you have the Daytona 500 coming, you have Donruss coming, and for a NASCAR collector, how often do we get two products within 30 days? You know, in baseball, the start of the baseball season has flagship and then Heritage usually within 30 to 45 days probably releasing, and then you have the start of the season, and I think that just jumpstarts everything. So I think it's working out in their favor as opposed to if it came out mid-December, people were using money for other things like Christmas. It might work out for them a little bit better. It's unfortunate, you know, that it's a 21 and a 22 calendar year. But, you know, I think we'll take the good with the bad.
2: So it makes you wonder if they're going to have, since they're packing it out so late, are they going to have contest cards for the 2022 Daytona 500. Well, we have the the contest cards from last year in there. <laughs> not that it really matters a whole lot, but it's just something to think about.
0: Well, I saw that the winner was selected. I don't know if you saw. Well, you, you're not in the nuts group. It was one of the nuts members got selected, but I don't think she could make it, so it went back into the the pool for the next person. So,
2: oh, they got to give her something.
0: That yeah, that's I, I unfortunate. Think, but yeah, I think I think she's gonna get something, but. Because so they were saying that Lee uh, Lee Less won it the year before. He's also on the nuts site, so or the nuts website, or not website, Facebook group. Sorry.
2: Yeah, I'd be interested to find out from these people that win how many entries they did. Probably one.
0: <laughs> no, if they're on the nuts website, I'm sure they've entered a few. We have anything else? eBay auctions or anything you want to talk about? We're coming up I on am, an hour. Yeah, we yeah we've
2: just hit an hour. Um. Yeah, we can do a few real quick. I I don't want to do a whole ton of them, but I I I went and looked today at some of the things that ended. In fact, literally right before we started recording this show, a Lewis Hamilton 2020 tops now Formula One card number three, PSA 10, went for a thousand and fifty four dollars. So that's we've talked about it before. That's a significant decrease from what it was back in the summer the crazy thing was is it was at a thousand and four dollars with about an hour to go and i put a bid in and it bumped it up to 10 20 1020, uh, 1029 and it stayed that way literally till nine minutes before the auction ended and then somebody outbid me for ten fifty four and it stayed that way nobody else bid so i don't know what that means that nobody bid in the last few minutes or a few seconds because this was like nine minutes before that uh, somebody bid the 1054 so i thought that was interesting so is that
1: because you felt the peer pressure from last
2: week yes i told you i was gonna get one
0: <laughs> <laughs> well i think it was that dallas show was like in may and i think they were going for like three thousand back then right oh, or- no
2: they were more than that
0: um I think last week you said five upwards it was of five
2: five thousand dollars. I, wow. I know that I think Ivan had some that he brought to the Dallas show, and he was asking for over four thousand dollars for them at that time. I think wow, and I think he even had one in Uncle Rich's case.
0: I do remember that. I wasn't sure what they were going for.
2: Yeah, I think that's what he was asking. I, I don't think he sold it. I don't think he had any any any, any nibbles on it, but yeah so that that's what that was going for so anyway i thought that was interesting that 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 card ended just right literally right before we started recording um some of the other things let me look through this list real quick i'll pick out some things that uh, kind of stood out for me um there was a good deal a couple of good deals I'll, i'll say that there was a on the both these were on the 6th of january a 1996 vip Autograph card Jeff Gordon is $55. Buy it now. That was a good deal. Mm-hmm. And then some that same seller looks like also had a 1996 scoreboard autograph Jeff Gordon, number 200 of 250. $55. Buy it now. So apparently, some the, the guy probably listed him. Somebody came up right behind there and saw him, went click, click, and bought him. I mean, no,
0: it's funny because I saw both of those. It caught my eye and I was thinking about it, but. Um... I think he might have sent out best offers of like 52 bucks or something like that. I mm. think that's what I got. And I I got busy doing something and never came back to it, but mm-hmm. yeah, I did see those two.
2: Yeah. You got to think, I mean the prison Jeff Gordon autos right now are going for like a buck and a quarter somewhere in that range right now. So $55 for a Jeff Gordon autograph. That's vintage. It's 25 years ago. Yeah, that's, I think that's a great deal.
0: So this part brings up a point. Um, so I remember my mindset thinking about that. So if you're not familiar with PSA and grading, not that you can get anything graded, but I'm still in that mindset. Is anything graded 1998 forward is just a regular grading fee. Anything before 1998 you actually have to pay grading fee plus autograph authentication as well. So that that I think was my trigger as not to pull it not to buy those.
2: Mm, makes sense.
0: Does that make sense? So that's I always I'm always looking at that. That's always my search in in eBay is nineteen ninety eight and newer. So if you bought a Dale Earnhardt senior auto nineteen ninety eight up, you wouldn't have to pay for the authentic autograph authentication fee, which is anywhere from twenty-five to thirty-five dollars, depending on uh, if it's a sale or not. So, anyway, I guess that's just my mindset after all these years of doing PSA.
1: So I want to ask because you it was brought up, and now we're at a point where we can kind of look back on twenty twenty-one. What grade would you give Panini on their? reintroduction of Jeff Gordon to card products and then like their usage of the autographs. Do you think it was the right amount, too much, too little? You know, what do you guys think looking back now?
2: I think Panini did a good job. I think a lot of that stuff is, is actually um, decided by Jeff Gordon and his people. I don't, I don't think Panini really has a lot of say on how much they can produce or how many autographs he's gonna sign. I think that's all pre-negotiated with Jeff Gordon. So um, you know, knowing how, how Jeff is, he, you know, he's 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 a difficult signer sometimes. So I could I could think that, you know, he's he said, hey, I'm only gonna sign X number of cards and I'm only gonna sign X number of stickers. And you know, that's what you get for whatever it is that you're gonna pay me. So I think I think all in all, I think Panini did a great job with it. I wish I could have pulled one. I guess I still can if I go buy me some cards, but I hadn't pulled one yet. But I, th- I think if, if we were going to give them a, a, a numbered a number between one and 10 on how well they did, I'd give them a 10 on it. I mean, they worked hard just to get that because I know there was a time that, you know, when we were talking to, to Tim Trout and those guys that, you know, they were trying to get Jeff Gordon, but you know, they just couldn't come to terms with, you know, the, the kind of money he wanted. So the fact that Panini just e- even got him back, I think, is, is a win-win for everybody.
1: So I want to know what you think as well about Val, but I want to ask Logan a follow-up, and maybe you have an answer as well. Do you think he is signing so many per year, or do you think he has already signed what he's going to as far as, like, stickers and things go, and then it's just spread them out as long as you can?
2: No, I think it's a yearly thing. I mean, it almost has to be, especially when you have on cards. Well, especially products.
1: for national treasures, yeah. National yeah. Treasures.
2: yeah. Uh, I, I think I think it's a yearly thing. He's gonna say I'm signing X number of cards and stickers and that's that's all you get. Which, you know, hey, that's that's better than nothing. Right. Because it, it Jeff Gordon definitely helps the Nascar products that Panini makes, without a doubt.
0: So what do you think, Val? So I know during the press past days, you know, he didn't sign a lot and he was always in the low number type stuff. And Jeff is definitely a stickler for his image. So I'm sure he, him or his group, they are very cognizant and have to approve, you know, every image that he appears on so you know protecting his image and brand and everything else so which is you know you know his right and whatever so uh, i think they did a good job with him this year so to Logan's point you know just getting him into the product and i think uh talking with the panini guys him being in that Dunruss fox announcer set helped kind of prime that wheel or to get him back interested or his group team back interested of being back in trading cards so it was definitely a big win for Panini and uh you know having the rainbow warrior in there and it definitely helps so do you think he signed
1: more for Panini now that stickers are involved because press pass everything was on card or do you think it's just a happy coincidence
0: i think stickers help that way you know he can get that portion done and then having to approve the images. So, because I don't necessarily know, you know, these guys, his time is I'm sure super valuable. So, to be able to do the autographs maybe in one sitting or something like that and get it knocked out as opposed to you know multiple signings throughout the year. So, I don't know.
2: Yeah, I agree with that, Val. I think that the fact that he can sit down and sign of uh, several pages of stickers makes it a little better for him. You know, cause you know, I, I, I can understand it. I mean, you got people clamoring for your autograph all the time. You get stuff in the mail all the time. You know, I'm sure after a while, I mean, w- when it first starts out and people want your autograph, it's really cool. But then, you know, as time goes on, it's like, Oh God, another one of those autograph people, you know, I'm sure he, 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 it wears thin on him every, you know, after so long. So, yeah, I think it's a good thing.
0: I mean, you think about it. This has been going on since 91, right, for him. So it's been a long time. He he was always, you know, boy wonder or whatever back in the early days. So he's been getting this attention for a long time. I'm sure it wear, wears on you.
2: Yeah, I'm just glad they got him in there. And I know they've been trying to talk to Teresa Earnhardt about getting Dale Earnhardt in there. But from what we understand, that's probably not going to happen anywhere in the near future.
0: I don't know if we were done with this or not. I have one thing I was going to say is I did get an answer to the Tops now. That card number 80, uh, Tops didn't have the print run on their site. They had the other eight or nine cards. And this was the 2021 FIA Drivers World Championship F1 card of Max Verstappen. It was a print run of 29,562. (laughs) <laughs> oh wait. Yeah, so everybody else was between uh like thirty seven hundred and let's call it eight thousand. So this was uh almost they didn't have 30, an answer because they were still counting. <laughs> Maybe that was it. So that's a lot of cards. That's that's
2: a, that's that's a lot compared to the Lewis Hamilton tops now card that first came out. How many was that, Val?
0: Like nineteen hundred. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how many Lewis Hamilton championships were in the 2020. I'll have to go back and look at that one, but I don't think it was <laughs> almost 30,000. So I did get five of those, and I got five of, I think it was card number 89. It was the uh, Formula 2 champion, which yep, was a it... print run of 6,929.
2: Golly, even that one was a lot more than Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. A lot of speculation going on here.
0: Yes, sir. Uh, anything else, guys?
2: No, I mean I could talk about more ebay eBay auctions, but you know, I think I think we can probably let it go with that for now. I can talk about more about those next week. I'll have the
0: same list. Alrighty. Um I was uh somebody did mention, oh, about uh, somebody mentioned on Twitter, I think it was Facebook, asking about some of the older shows if we had talked about some other sets and I'd forgotten to mention this the last couple weeks that yeah we if you check our archives like the 1972 STP that's episode number 29 or the 1983 Uno that's episode number 31. Also on episode 31 is the 1985 Sports Star Photographic Stickers. We have 1986 Sports Star Photographics, episode number 33. Episode number 40 the 1987 and 88 World of Outlaws that was Jeff Gordon's first card in the 1987. 1988 Max, that's in episode number 38 and 39, and the 1988 Max Earnhardt promo, episode number 42. The 1982 Kitco, those are the cards that came out of the like matchbox cars, little kid metal cars, that was episode number 50. So that's some of the past episodes, but we appreciate you listening and following the podcast. Please like and subscribe to the podcast. Share NASCAR trading cards with your friends. And for me and the guys, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week.